pushed a million podcasts, you know. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. I'm here with my good buddy, fan favorite Ian Dixon, and we are enjoying a long-awaited pod. It's been way too long for us. It has been much longer than usual, yeah. I feel like this is this is the real follow-up to the yeah. live show. We we did a, we did good on the live show. I feel like, yeah. I uh, I think we like blew our load on it a little bit. I was just exhausted for like the last month, and yeah, finally kind of getting it back. Yeah, every Friday it's just been like I don't know. Can we can we follow up like the world's greatest debut on the live stage with just a little bit more <laughs> of whatever this is? <laughs> it's hard, you know. But I think. Taking the time and like reflecting after the live show, like what is mm-hmm. Scottcast to us? Why do we do it? This was a great exercise, you know, because it's all about momentum and, and inertia. Yeah. Right? We have a certain um, culture about Scottcast, how we approach the podcasts. Do we plan? We try. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> we think about planning. <laughs> Planning always feels like a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) But that's not usually our bag. Our bag is mostly uh, the improvised conversation. Mm -hmm. So today, we've got a list of topics. Are we going to get to them all? Maybe, maybe not. We're going to get to some of them for sure. And I'm positive that we're going to bring a podcast experience like hasn't been seen on Scottcast since probably the 40s. Episode 40s, you know, because we're in the back 20. Yeah. The back 20 of our 100 episode commitment. We have to do at least 100 episodes counted. After that, like the counting doesn't matter. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like Joe Rogan's on like 1187 or some crap. Like, (laughs) just stop counting. Why do you bother with the number? (laughs) That's just bragging. Yeah. You know, and who the hell is listening to Joe Rogan number 72 anyway? Right. Us, however, we're making a solid 100. Yeah. That's the Scottcast way. That's right. Glory be to Scottcast. That's correct. I'll hail Scottcast. We did it opposite, but I like it. (laughs) I don't need to initiate everything. What am I, some sort of narcissist? I feel like diving into narcissism, mm-hmm. my personal narcissism, is actually making me less of a narcissist because now I'm self-aware of my inherent narcissism mm-hmm. and I feed, I feed it what I need to feed it so I may continue my life, but it gives me room to be less of a narcissist in other areas, like doing Scottcast, having this whole show mm-hmm. just, for, just, just for me. <laughs> 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 but, but having this whole show named after me where I kind of control things, uh, it, it gets to your head a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been thinking about it a lot lately. I've been thinking about how the momentum of me doing the, of the style we have has been affecting whether it's good or not. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I did stand up for is I wanted to discover what the opposite feeling was. And I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm on, I'm on the verge of marrying the two the, the two disciplines together so that, you know, we make something slightly less uh, shitty than most people make. Okay. Podcasting-wise. 
I think we're pretty close to that already. I think we do very well. I yeah. think we do very well. And if Sabelle would beat me over the head for saying something like that, you know, she finds Scottcast to be the world's greatest broadcast. You know, that's why she's dating me. <laughs> she doesn't really like me as a person, <laughs> but she's like, this show's going somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be on the ground floor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's got great taste. What can I say? What can I say? But we've been told recently that there doesn't seem to be a thread that connects yeah. uh, Scott Cast together. Like we just talk about random topics and mm-hmm. maybe return to a few um, nuggets that we usually return to, like Scott Cast City, like like the Sun Apocalypse. But first off, if you believe in the Sun Apocalypse, aren't you going to talk about it pretty much every minute of your life? I don't know how much time you want to waste spending talking about it though because it's gonna happen whether or not you're like have a plan about it i mean yeah but like isn't preparedness you know a thing like do we want to just be lollygagging before before our death or do we want to see if we can't you know extend the warranty a bit well i think you make the most of the time you have and that's kind of where our randomness comes from is what kind of weird shit can we learn about today? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is kind of where we are with it, you know? Because yeah. I'll be honest with the Scott Cast audience. Digging a hole the size of a city and inhabiting it in a self-sustainable way is a lot harder than it seemed at first. Mm. Let's be honest, this is kind of a shoestring operation. <laughs> I blew my load on six weird microphones. <laughs> <laughs> And now I'm drinking Corona. Yeah, well, <laughs> Corona's good. You know, I mean, uh, Ian over here has his Newcastle Brown. Yeah, even this, it's not, uh, it's not what I remember. I think they got bought out by like Coors or some shit like that. It's, it's different than, than the Newcastle I fell in love with. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's disappointing. Don't you find it disappointing when something you loved in childhood? Well. <laughs> for, you. <laughs> for you, it's probably in my twenties. Twenties and changes changes form as you continue on in your life. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's just you that changed. Kind of like kind of like the topics of this conversation. I brought up the feud that we're going to try to initiate. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you haven't brought it up, and now you did. Oh no, I just did. <laughs> <laughs> I must have just looked at it. <laughs> But we need to do a feud, right? Like, I don't want to put a feud between you and David. We have the triumvirate. I'm invested mm. in the triumvirate being a solid triangle of uh, podcast super mavens. Yeah. Right? But we have another broadcaster on a completely different medium than us, a Twitch broadcaster, who has initiated what could only be called a merch war, mm-hmm. a hashtag merch war. Master Charles himself. His first volley, a mug that changes color when you add hot liquids to it, Mm -hmm. like I surmise coffee, tea, hot toddies, hot cider. (laughs) (laughs) All manner of hot drinks. Yes, all sorts of hot drinks. Yeah. You know, And and from black, it reveals a stretched out image of his face that takes up the entire mug. Mm -hmm. For our first volley against this merch war, this guy, he thinks his merchandise is so much better than ours. He said so on broadcast. 
Mm. He was talking to his subscribers, his Twitch subscribers. He's playing some game. And he said, you know what? Scottcast has probably the worst merchandise I've ever seen in my entire life. That's right. Mm. Including your Hamtramck Avengers t-shirt. Oh my God, that's my favorite shirt. Right? Including the Scottcast hat. Quality build things. Isn't that shirt the comfiest thing you've ever worn? It's so soft and comfy, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't even realize or think about the fact that you designed the logo yourself. Yeah, I wear that thing all the time. Every time I go on vacation, I make sure to sport it. Right. People in other cities be like, eh, what the hell's that? <laughs> <laughs> it requires a lot of prior knowledge, doesn't it? <laughs> it's very niche, but. Yeah. Like, just for the parts, even. Like, <laughs> you need to know Kowalski sausage. <laughs> Not a guarantee in Canada. No. <laughs> you need to know the Avengers logo a little bit better nowadays. But still. Like next to the Kowalski sausage and the H all of a sudden. But isn't that like the ultimate hipster thing is like being in the know and everybody else is kind of not, not hip to the, the secret yet? That's, that's where I like to be. Yeah. You know, like I always fear that Scott Cass will actually get some traction and people will actually like in droves thousands and start paying our bills and stuff. Mm. And then we become beholden to whatever it was we did to get to the point where it pays bills. And then it's not fun and it sucks. Yeah. Like, or even like I just get uninspired or like, and like, it's still fun to me, but I'm just churning out the same crap. And then I watch the money go down and then boom, it hits me right in the heart. So there's a new deal on the Scott cast store. I might as well, since we're talking about it so much, we might as well get right into it. Hell yeah. The advertising portion, but the new deal on the Scott cast store is actually a pretty good one. We've got a few hats available, the Scott Cast hat, as well as the Hamtramck Avengers hat. And now, if you buy a shirt, except for the V one, if you buy a shirt, you get to choose between a Scott Cast hat embroidered and a Hamtramck Avengers hat embroidered for free. Sweet. Yeah, so you just buy a shirt and you get a shirt and a hat. Nice. How good is that? You don't even have to enter a code. You just do it on the store and it, it, pop, it plops it in the cart for you. You get the pick and then you go on your merry way. Nice. Right? So how about that? Suck that, Master Charles. You got you got an offer better than that? Suck my offer. <laughs> I'm trying to stay clean. <laughs> I'm doing okay. Yeah. So far, so good. Yeah. And if you couple that with some previously mentioned coupon codes, which I'm going to keep offline for now so I don't spend all my money <laughs> on buying everyone else my own merch. <laughs> so you got to go back in the episodes to get the code. But you could conceivably combine them and get a wicked good deal. Yeah. You know, really support the ScottCast store, really support the ScottCast way and a cheap and easy to manage. Uh, budgetary thingy. Yeah. Well, hell yeah, that's all it is for the advertisement. What's up? So, I became a man recently. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think that means? We might need some further explanation about that. Okay. Well, a lot of, you know, popular culture, you say that phrase, and what do you think of? You think of losing virginity, perhaps. Right. 
right? You know, I became a man. All got your pubes. Got my pubes. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it had nothing to do with puberty or even sexual drive. Mm. For me, it was purely the fact I changed the oil in my car all by myself. No lifts, no, uh, no quick lube, mm. just good old-fashioned elbow grease and Scott lube. Well, by that measure, I'm not yet a man. You're not a man? You haven't changed oil in a car yet? No. It's a lot easier than it looks. It's purely the, the glass ceiling of, I haven't done this before, I might as well go pay 30 bucks at the quick lube and have them yeah. do it. That's all it is. But it was fun. I crawled under my car. I saw what a mess that was. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm slower over speed bumps now. <laughs> yeah. My car's got really low clearance, too, so maybe that's makes it more difficult for me. That's the problem with cars these days. Yeah. Like My dad always bitched about this before, and I understand completely why now. Uh, after trying to do it with my car. Now, my car, I'm a, I drive a Dodge Nitro. It's basically a Jeep. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, was, I had plenty of clearance to just kind of crawl under, unscrew the plug and drain it, you know, into my landlord's flower garden. <laughs> <laughs> I had plenty of clearance to do all that. <laughs> But um, then I went to go change the oil filter, Mm -hmm. you know, and to change an oil filter is the easiest thing in the world. You unscrew it, uh, you replace it, you you put it back in. That's the operation. Yeah. But they buried this thing so deep that it's literally impossible to reach down for it, and it's impossible to reach up for it while lying down. Mm. So I'm pretty sure, like, with your car, with the low clearance, you had the Fiesta, very low clearance, the uh, Focus is actually lower than the Fiesta. The Focus is even lower than I the Fiesta. I always bottom out going over those train tracks. Ah. So yeah. I have to go. That's why I go up St. Aubin instead of taking Holbrook. Good Lord. Yeah. So like that lowrider lifestyle <laughs> is costing you like your manhood, your yeah. ritual of, I'm going to change my own oil because I'm a man. That's right. A man. <laughs> man, man, man. Well, how's that song go? That's, you got the gist of it, yeah. That was most of it. <laughs> okay. So the manufacturers are doing this on purpose purely to get you to take the car into the shop, into the dealerships. I don't know mm. what kind of what kind of freaking deal they got going on, but it's going, it's, it's, it's really delaying the growth of our youth, I feel like. Yeah. We have so many men child. Men children, man children. <laughs> how would you how would you group that term? My man child, man children. We have so many man children. Yeah. Who have never reached that rite of passage mm. of changing your own oil, doing some fucking mechanical work on a car. Mm. I don't like it at all. Do you think it's stunning people's growth or do you think none of this matters really? I don't think it's stunting my growth. I think if you have the the drive and the capacity to learn how to change your own oil, that's great. You should. Yeah, my dad was a car guy. Yeah. You know, my whole family were like car people, so I guess probably like, like it's latent in me. I really don't give a shit about cars. <laughs> as long I as just, it goes. If it gets me where I'm going, that's and, fine. And it doesn't um, kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does it poison you? <laughs> yeah. 
I guess it would it would save me money. It would be like a good thing to learn, but I'm not. Uh, I'm just not that motivated about it. There's other things that I'm more inclined to spend my time doing. That's true. That's true. It did take a while for me to figure all that crap out. Yeah. Like I went to like I, you know, I looked it up on YouTube because you know it's not a perfect rite of passage. <laughs> <laughs> And I looked up like you know the basic steps, which you got to look out for. Turns out you're not supposed to put the oil in someone's flower bed. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you know I'll fix that next time. <laughs> I went to the store and I and I had all the stuff I needed. You know I had the I had the pan, I had the, the towels, I had the oil. I go up to buy it, and the, like the lady is like uh, adamant that I check out this deal that they have, and like. The deal that they have was just like a bucket and a towel, <laughs> okay, for like fifteen dollars. <laughs> and like she was like adamant about like me doing that. When I was like, oh, I think I'll just get the stuff I have already picked out. You know, I kind of mm-hmm. picked it out all on purpose. And she was just like, okay, I'm just trying to help. And then I kind of pinpointed it. Car maintenance people have this superior attitude to other people, like, and I think it's built into the industry right you know no one ever goes to a mechanic and then they'd say something along the lines of you're driving this home tonight (laughs) (laughs) that never happens yeah you know like there's the people who don't have the interest like you would i mean it's not a complicated thing yeah like you would you would get it done in five minutes as long as you can get under your car kind of thing Mm -hmm. it's really not a proud moment for me to learn how easy changing my own oil was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it was a proud moment that I actually had the gumption to do it. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of where the pride radiated from. Mm-hmm. You know, that I faced the auto parts store clerk, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Holding back my growth clerk. <laughs> I faced her. <laughs> I said, no, I want the things I picked, and I'm confident in what I picked. But did you see this bucket, though? But did you see the bucket? <laughs> I mean, you'll have to have like a... like a, I don't know what kind of piece of shit bucket you use, but... Uh. <laughs> right? I know you got yourself a pan that can hold oil and won't spill it, <laughs> and like you can close it off, and you don't have to breathe the fumes, but this bucket, this bucket, you can slosh around a gallon of oil as much as you want. <laughs> Open top, you know, it's like the convertible of oil pans. Yeah. You know, if the oil's warm, you the picture of somebody's face appears on that bucket. Yeah. It could be a holy object. Mm. It could be a hollowed oil bucket or Master Charles. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I thought you were like, I know I just ranted for like 20 minutes about <laughs> Master Charles, but my first thing was like the Jesus and the toasts. Oh, yeah. What if? Like that's what the car industry is hiding for people, like that religious experience. Mm. Not necessarily organized religious experience. I know how much that gets you goat, but like I feel like people have a spiritual need. Do you think that's true? Like maybe it's not. Maybe the spiritual word is too loaded. Mm-hmm. But there's like a need beyond. Uh, you had like an existential experience while changing your oil. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Zen in the art of Dodge oh, Nitro damn. maintenance. <laughs> just, just a confidence that things can go into my own hands, mm-hmm. and that chaos is there. Yeah, but it may be slightly manipulated. 
You know, by manipulate, I mean my hands can make change. Yeah. You know, rather than just my wallet or just my time waiting and allowing anxiety to bubble over until the little red oil pan light shows up, mm-hmm. you know, which happened probably too often. <laughs> that light shouldn't go on multiple times. <laughs> and it wasn't necessarily about self-sustaining. It literally would have been cheaper to go to the quick lube just for at least that one time. Yeah. The next time. Now that you be. have the stuff. It's now that I got the stuff, yeah. I feel like uh, there's a missing rite of passage kind of spiritual rite of passage in like modern life. Yeah. You know, with the excessive communication devices kind of taking over a lot of the learning experience. I could see that. I mean, I don't even know what kids do now. I see kids all the time. It's like, it seems like there's simple things that they don't quite get. I can't think of a specific example right now, but it's like, what are the things you need to do to like just be a a normal person throughout the day? And they're like... No idea. We don't get Twitch like they don't get how to be a human being. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like so, you spend all your time not playing games yourself, but watching other people play games. Which actually, I am now guilty <laughs> of. It's actually kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, like, but yeah, I mean, we did that when we were kids, but it was like in the same room, right? Right. Because <laughs> right. there was you could only play one or two at a time. Mm-hmm. And then you had the LAN parties where like five people bring over an <laughs> right. Xbox and everyone plays Halo One. Mm-hmm. You know, that antiquated game. <laughs> <laughs> Master Charles is into two types of games, it looks like. Mm-hmm. He likes like retro style but indie and new side scroller. Okay. Like the platformer kind of stuff. Platformer puzzle solving. Yeah. He's a big puzzle solver is what it is because the other one he likes that's 3D, he likes like Hitman, Splinter Cell, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. He likes the stealth games and the puzzle games. So he likes it when like it's, hmm, what do I do next? Yeah. But I do miss just shooting people uh, indiscriminately. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Well, that's the big thing now. He should get on uh, fucking uh, Fortnite or whatever the hell the kids are playing. Fortnite, uh, and then the PUBG. PUBG, yeah. And then the PUBG. But then, like, but I can't do it because I think Master Charles uh, sneers and looks down at Fortnite PUBG players. Yeah. You know, I think it's probably it's probably his old man version of being on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that, yeah. Don't you? What happened to puzzle games? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I get that sometimes at work. Like, kids will ask me, like, if I play video games. I'm like, yeah, sometimes I play video games, and they ask me what I play, and it's always like, like one player games. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I play like the Resident Evil games, or I play, uh, I play Skyrim, but not online. <laughs> and people, I like, I like games that have stories and shit. Yeah. And it's like they're not interested in that stuff. I'm so sick of interacting with people online. I have no idea why people would want to play a game that solely relies on social interaction online. Yeah. I mean, other than the fact that you, it's the only environment where you interact with someone online, and if you don't like them, you definitely can just shoot them. (laughs) (laughs) That actually sounds very cathartic. Yeah. (laughs) 
Like that should be a thing on Facebook. You get into an argument with someone or someone gives you some shade Mm -hmm. and then there should be a challenge button. You click the challenge button and boom, you're dropped into like a sudden death, like a shoot 'em up match Mm. or a boxing match or some sort of violent uh, zero sum affair. It must be violent though. Can't just block them. Oh no. Yeah, just blind. That's so passive. I, I mean, come on. The black people. Yeah. Come on. I don't even know how we got to this point. I don't either. But I like it. <laughs> I don't know why I like it. We haven't even used the soundboard that much this episode. Yeah. Oh, quick transition. Super harsh. Hmm. Let's talk about Jurassic World Battle at Big Rock. Mostly for that sound. Okay. You know, we watched uh, the premiere at the time of the premiere of Jurassic World Battle at Big Rock uh, on FX 9, 9.30, whatever the time was. I watched it with you. Yeah. And then I watched it with Sabelle a few days later, not telling her your reaction. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, night and day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and Bronwyn, very focused on practical effects versus CGI, whether something looked good, which is whether something didn't. Mm-hmm. And also for me, like when I was watching it on effects, I definitely had a specific feeling that Sabelle didn't have. Mm-hmm. So I showed Sabelle the show on YouTube, you know, an anything goes kind of platform. And we watched it on TV, cable TV. A lot of the drama of the piece. It's like it's got to be called the piece, right? It's like eight minutes long. Yeah, it's a vignette, a little vin- yeah, a vignette of what it's like for dinosaurs to be in the world. A lot of it centered around the danger posed to the family. Like apparently, the most horrifying moment there, the two ones that Sabelle reacted to most was the Allosaurus comes in, the Triceratops like creature. I don't, I don't know its actual name. It's not a Triceratops. Triceratops have three horns. It's one. Right, two. it was two. Yeah, the Triceratops creature. It was a family of them, mm-hmm. and the one that she gasped, the part that she gasped at, was when the Allosaurus was trying to bite at the infant. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Because it's an infant, and it's hunting behavior. Which, kudos to Jurassic World for depicting them as hunting animals rather than monsters. And the second one, the Allosaurus... Oh, spoilers. It's eight minutes. Go fucking watch it. (laughs) (laughs) It takes less than nine than this freaking podcast. (laughs) The second big moment for her, where it was fear, was when the trailer flipped over and there was this kid stuck in a high chair... And the Allosaurus breaks in and it's almost at the kid with the high chair. When I was watching it on FX, like all I could think of was just like, ugh. Didn't Bronwyn cheer when it charged? <laughs> <laughs> I think so, right? which is good. <laughs> which is just where, what it should be. And, uh, <laughs> and like, I would have like had unlimited respect for both FX and the Jurassic World short. I mean, I already, already have a limited respect for the Jurassic franchise, but I would have had a limited, unlimited respect if they actually killed children. <laughs> Come on, just do it. It's the Spielberg era is over. It's over, you know. And yeah. even in this, even Jaws, they kill kids. I don't think any kids died in Jaws. I think a kid died in Jaws. I think like they, the big they were like scene. in the area and they were all scared, but it was always adults or. Like young adults. Okay. 
Or, or, or like the the rule where it's like if you're trying to be sexy, you get killed. Because the first person who dies in Jaws is the lady who's like flirting with her boyfriend. So she gets all mm-hmm. nude and dry and swims out into the water. Mm-hmm. And then Jaws kills the nude lady. It's been a while since I've watched. I don't remember her being nude, but... Uh... <laughs> I remember. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell my priorities. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'll I'll go with that. Yeah, we got to remember that for the Scott Cast movie, we got to have s- sexy new teenagers uh, dying mm. over eighteen, but <laughs> but they got to die. Okay, it's got to be both. We don't have to show anything. Yeah, Steven Spielberg rules. But you know, like as soon as they they're uh, doing, I think the cinema reasoning behind that because that's always what happened. They even make fun of it in screen movies. Like, well, it's like turns it into a morality tale, and uh, kind of, yeah, close. I don't think it's like them literally imparting morals because I mean, you, I mean, come on, look at those directors. True, <laughs> Wes Craven, <laughs> yeah, like directed porn legit before yeah. he made horror movies. Yeah, oh. <laughs> you did. I didn't know that. That's what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, it makes sense, uh, but like. I think it play like for horror, like you know, it's like a comedy. You care about the last. For horror, you you care about the dread, right? Yeah, you know. And so, like, they play on people's uh, dread of feeling sexually impure and like mm. giving in. Like, so they show characters giving in to their urges, and then they give in, and then well, very quickly, like very uh, a Skinner box like. Dead, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's it's like it's not necessarily. I don't know if it's morality play, but I feel like it's like it it's, it does play on the dread that. Well, it plays on your inner morality. Yeah. Yeah, you your inner morality. Yeah. Sort of uh, taboos about sex in our society for whatever reason. Mm. Even though that's how all of us got here, left over from the Victorian age. Yeah. Can you believe it? Like one queen from like hundreds of years ago turned everyone prudes for centuries. Yeah. Have you ever heard about ancient Greece? Good Lord. <laughs> I mean, there was some kinky shit going on behind the scenes in Victorian times. Of course. I mean, like that's that's like the rule, yeah. right? But like it was, yeah, it was all repressed and. Mm-hmm. The rule of a repressed kink. Yeah. Is, <laughs> oh, this is a great segue, but like the rule of repressed repressed kink is that like if you repress it things get weirder yeah you know like yeah. like Ger- like germans very clean orderly <laughs> people german born <laughs> you know it, it's 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 famously scatological mm-hmm. so this brings us actually to email bag so this voicemail bag I'll insert the number later. Comes from Master Charles of the feud. Master of the Charles, feud, yeah. Of the feud. You know, it's, it's a strange relationship. With <laughs> I was going to say, if this feud goes south, who's going to send us email bags? Uh, you know, probably plenty of our, you know, adoring fans. They're going to have to start because he's like... Our main contributor to email bank. So how can how can our fans? Uh... It's clearly a seniority system we use with answering these things. Well, <laughs> you can you can ask into email bag uh, by emailing hotforscottcast at gmail.com. That's hot the number four and scottcast at gmail.com. 
But if that's all too complicated for you, there's also an email bag form on the website. And when you send it in, you even get to hear the fabled sound. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But for now, we got voicemail bag, which is always fun because I like to hear people's voices. And Master Charles is a master of voices. I think I think that's kind of how he started his Twitch stream was he just wanted to voice act hmm. all the characters he was doing, saying silly stuff. Okay. And he just ended up just chatting with people instead. But he's putting some voice acting skills to use here. And let's see what he has to say. Scott, Ian, hey, it's your old pal Master Charles calling again. I, uh, I got a, I got a bit of an issue that I was hoping you guys could help me with. See, I've got this, uh, uh let's call it a kink. Uh, it's kind of a, a, a fetish sort of thing. I can only get off if I'm having sex in public restrooms. But, see, the problem is that my, uh, my local city started, in, uh, they started installing all of these anti-sex toilets. Anti-sex Please toilets. help. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do I, how do I get my rocks off and counteract their, countermeasures for anti-sex toiletry action. Please, let me know. Thanks. Bye. Um, I, I've, I've been missing the calls for advice. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to have people, you know, expressing a little bit of vulnerability to us at ScottCast, because mm-hmm. that, you know, it means like, okay, you, you you really care about us and really trust us. Yeah. You know, and... um and it, it's good to know that we are having that effect on our audience. Now, as far as Master Charles needing to have sex in a public restroom in order to get off, <laughs> maybe that was too much vulnerability. Yeah, well. But we did recently discuss this on our live show. Yeah. Um, and we had a lot of questions in general about how, how the anti-sex toilets would work. It seemed like there would be a lot of false alarms. That's the thing with them. Because like, it was like just rocking would like set them off and like mm-hmm. sometimes you got a mean shit and you're like kind of do the little yeah 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 you gotta put some pressure down yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know it's 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 very similar mm-hmm. very similar to the sexual act so i can very easily see how false alarms would occur and for master charles it's not even false alarms he's trying to avoid he's like straight up yeah, like, look, this is the location I chose. This is what I get. Mm-hmm. This is my ground. You know, he's a lot like a like a revolutionary in his own country, mm-hmm. basically, trying to put a system that he feels is right in. Yeah, you know, he's fighting against the man here, so he can have public sex. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess I mean I'm I'm not the expert on like how these toilets were designed. Mm-hmm. Like weight you, sensitivity. You just kind of gotta go test it out. Is yeah. what I would suggest. The scientific method. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what science built. This science can take it down. <laughs> like maybe if you hover just over the toilet, like yeah. it won't set it off. No. Well, uh, let's try something else. Go to cheaper locales yeah. that don't... I mean, this is an expensive toilet system. Yeah, that's true. You know, go to cheaper places. I mean, honestly, if you're living in a city that is inundated with these anti-sex toilets, that means your tax dollars are going to some public works. It, it, yeah. might, be, it might be a nice Maybe place to live Maybe you could in. simulate a public restroom in your own home. Or let yeah. people come into your home and shit in your restroom. Yeah. And then it's public. <laughs> there you go. There you, you know? go. 
And like you can make it more comfortable for yourself in there for your own use and less comfortable for people needing to take the public defecation route. Yeah. It's easy to, you know, use a public restroom when it's all the right signs. Like, yeah. uh, well, use like, a stall, use some tile. If, if he's got that kind of cash flow, hopefully he has two restrooms in his home and one can be the public one and one can be like when he needs to do what he needs to do. Yeah, one one's for cleanliness, yeah. the other's for godliness. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> There's the episode title. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Is like we're gonna need a contractor, Master Charles. Mm-hmm. So a good thing you're we're starting this merch war. The earlier feuds, it was a lot more anger and like ego in it. And mm-hmm. this feud is literally just like, who can sell more merchandise? <laughs> Here we are trying to get him laid. And now we're trying to get him <laughs> laid in his own way, too. <laughs> like we're paying attention to what he needs. <laughs> we're better lovers than most people. That's it. Yeah. Master Charles. <laughs> you know, we care about his needs. <laughs> so there's dating advice plus location advice. You're going to need a contractor, Master Charles. Mm-hmm. Uh, may I suggest shag car- shag carpeting for the the public one? Um, I wouldn't suggest that removable shag carpeting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you roll it up for the most part. <laughs> you know, you, maybe you press a button to roll it out, so you don't have to deal with the rolling. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like you can't just have it. I, I don't know. I don't know. His, I don't know his thing. Yeah. You know, I get, maybe his thing is like it's a stall. There's a hole. Go for it. Yeah, I mean, that seems like it would be probably uh, less triggering to the system, but I don't, I don't, again, I don't know how it was designed. Because Glory Hole, it'd be like a person in each stall, right? Oh, right. So, like, yeah, that's true. So, I'm like, I mean, it'd still be a lot of movement. And I mean, I mean, like, the receiver could be pretty inert, right? <laughs> <laughs> pressed up against the wall and the giver can keep it primarily interior you know so like they could be inert on the outside so it's not like a rough nasty it'd be like slow and sensual he he's into this he's into the stealth games like we mentioned earlier yeah. that's basically what it is can you <laughs> <laughs> how much action can you get under the threshold yeah i think that's what you gotta do we need to get him a heads-up display yeah get him some google glasses right you know bluetooth into the <laughs> toilet <laughs> like get the activity levels there and toilet then, sex simulator yeah the toilet yeah it's got like the alert sound from uh yeah it was, uh, the same people who make the flight simulator, right? <laughs> Except it's the toilet sex simulator, and like it comes with the fake toilet and the, the fake glory hole and the fake everything. Mm-hmm. Really, this this product could be sold to any amount of lonely men. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to just be toilet fetishists. Yeah, I'm sorry, mother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be clean, but this is just the these are the questions we get. This is what we do to help people. Yeah, that's my thing. Is like, look, you need help, right? You're asking for help. As long as it's consensual toilet sex, like, yeah, I don't see the problem. I don't see the problem either. Like, let's say you're at a steakhouse, right? You're enjoying steak, and you're you're eating it, and you're just having a good, jolly, platonic time. Mm-hmm. 
perhaps celebrating a raise at work or or uh, or, or the fall of capitalism, whatever it is you're celebrating. Yeah, you're at a steakhouse and you're and you go to the bathroom. When what do you hear but a couple occupied stalls rocking back and forth? What do you do? Do you feel disgusted? I don't know about disgusted. Oh, Depends like, on the noises. Yeah, be like, good for you, guy. And uh, just do your business and get out of there. Let them enjoy their time. That's the main thing. Don't bogart the stall. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, it's public for a reason. What if your thing, though, was listening to people having public toilet sex? I think then that the robot toilet would be a pro. Like, will they get sprayed out? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they were going so hot and heavy that the toilet sprayed them. But actually, you know what? They didn't care. They just kept going. Oh, there we go, Master Charles. Just watching German stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you won't care that it's spraying water at you anymore. <laughs> In fact, you'll ask for it. <laughs> we have some great advice tonight. Yeah. We're doing good. But, hey, you know, dear Scott Cast from Master Charles, you can't really get much better. So there we go. I mean, I feel like the audience is pretty happy about that. First time using the audience all episode. Yeah. Not too bad. Not too bad at all, Ian Dixon. So I feel like since we've broke the raunchy seal, mm-hmm. the raunch seal, yeah, it's, it's time for Dixon the News. Might as well. Might as well. All right, to start off Dicks in the News. Ex-boyfriend bombs ex-girlfriend's house with a drone. Damn. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, we should have all seen this coming. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh all the primary ingredients to this happening are as easy to come across as Windex at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. How easy is how easy is it to buy a drone? Easier than to buy a computer. How easy is it to buy explosive devices and stuff like that? I mean, as easy it is to buy raw material and hook it up together. Yeah, the internet has enabled anything. It's enabled learning obscure subjects at a rate upon which you do not deserve to learn them. hence me changing my oil (laughs) and this guy making a bomb (laughs) well the FAA is trying to batten down the hatches on drones like mm -hmm. it's getting to the point where you need like licensing and stuff for a certain size I mean you don't need a big one to bomb your ex's house just like uh, they sell them at fucking CVS and shit don't they yeah like like a load carrying drone Mm -hmm. I think I, I mean, I was looking up drones specifically to carry people mm-hmm. because I imagine that, <laughs> like, why aren't people like hooking up a like a like a like a like a hot air balloon basket to a drone and then just flying themselves everywhere? Yeah, you know, because there are drones that support up to four thousand pounds of weight. You could have a drone that carries a basket in yourself, distances upwards of twelve miles. Okay, for a drone. That you're just for an RC car <laughs> or a glorified RC car. Do you remember playing with remote control cars and as a kid? Yeah. Like the big thing to do is just be like run over your own foot. 
<laughs> yeah, you always like run them into things, and and now we have that capability with load bearing drones. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and this guy, the bombing of the ex girlfriend's house, mm-hmm. wasn't the first time he used it. They caught him, and then reports started like pouring yeah, in mysterious explosions and <laughs> yeah, yeah mysterious explosions and like this one person was like I a bunch of nails just fell out of the sky <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> i thought god was telling me to be a carpenter like jesus <laughs> i mean that's, how mad do you need to be at somebody to like bomb their house i feel like for this guy he might have been mad at his girlfriend indefinitely mm-hmm. and been very mad i don't think he was the maddest because there's probably easier ways to get revenge than 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 this engineering solution. That's what I'm saying. I think he got the idea and he was like, wow, I can do this. <laughs> you know? Because like what happened? It was more about uh, the ingenuity of it. Yeah. He was like excited. It was his changing the oil moment. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like yeah. he, he just, uh, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to bomb our house. Well, how would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, we could just get these. Well, no, you need to get a drone that has this amount of carrying capacity because the ingredients to make this bomb are over here. But wait, we need a latching mechanism that's really secure until you press a button. Then it gets really deep into the engineering of it. And like, because like the guy was experimenting with all sorts of improvised devices Mm -hmm. all over the neighborhood. How great would it be if the government decided to like build a air defense system that just mm-hmm. automatically knocked down unauthorized drones. <laughs> That'd be fun. That would be awesome. I, w- I would buy unauthorized drones. <laughs> <laughs> just to like, it's like, it's like your own fireworks show, really. <laughs> just launch it off. And <laughs> like, let's, let's see if I can spell my name if we do it in the right order. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's almost worth it. I guess there'd be some liability for like falling debris and whatnot. That's the thing. I mean, there should be liability anyway. Yeah. It's just that technology is advancing faster than laws and regulation. I mean, that's a classic problem. Yeah. A thought came to my mind recently. Okay. Internet uh, has improved beyond measure from just say 1970. What else has? Like, to that degree. Not much, right? No. Like, can you think of anything? Like, I mean, sure, we got 4K TVs, but that's kind of an aspect of communication. Yeah, I would say, like, technology has been pretty exponentially expanding. But just the communication Um, sector. Like, cars, not that much better. Like, a little bit mm, better, but not the way technology is gone. Uh, We were supposed to have flying cars, like, 10 years ago. Yeah, (laughs) assholes. Right? Damn it. We've got load-bearing drones, but we don't have flying cars. I feel like the technology's there, people. Yeah. You know, if we can have a car, if we can have a drone that can carry a a hot air balloon basket, we should be able to have flying cars. Yeah. Simple as that. You know, it can go 12 miles, but this is a consumer-grade drone. You know, That's enough to get me to work and back. Right, yeah. Just, like, charge it at work, fly back. Fuck yeah. How many different methods of transportation have we come up with on Scott Cats for you getting to work? And <laughs> we have the bike, we have the Camelback with the beer for coming home. Mm-hmm. We've got any number of vehicles that don't just kill you on your way. <laughs> uh, now we got the flying uh, hot air balloon drone. Yeah, you know, 
we should just get the drum this dude used, drop you on his ex's house, <laughs> give a little console. Be like, yeah. that was a little rough the way you broke up with him. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know the details of their relationship. Maybe they. Maybe she deserved it. <clears throat> Maybe. <laughs> what would it take to deserve being droned? No, probably not. <laughs> like, what is she, Osama bin Laden? <laughs> Conclusion. Let's drone bomb my ex. That'll show her. Because, like, how, like, what kind of satisfaction can you get from drone bombing your ex? That's what I'm saying. Once it's your ex, just let it be. Yeah, it's like, like what are you going to do? Admit that you're the drone bomber? Like, what does that? <laughs> what does that do for you? Yeah, drone bomber. Just go, uh, go find a public restroom. Go find a public restroom, preferably one in Virginia with Master Charles. <laughs> you know, he's into it. Yeah. Enjoy the waterworks for once. Life is a highway. Take it. Let's talk about birds, birds of prey, bops, if you will. Mm-hmm. Bops being the descendants, direct descendants of dinosaurs. They even call birds in the scientific community avian dinosaurs. It's how they're classified. Mm. Avian dinosaurs are what we see today. Uh, the sparrows, the eagles, the hawks, magpies and roosters. Hell yeah. Speaking of magpies and roosters... Make it uh, up to some uh, some dinosaur mischief. There's some been di- some dinosaur mischief. Like Im- imagine like a rooster with this attitude. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't mean to mock someone's death, but <laughs> <laughs> there was this rooster in, uh, in I don't know some state. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. But the point is, it killed a grown woman uh, by pecking at a varicose vein until she bled out. I mean, that's straight up hunting behavior, too, that's, because it was like going for the vein. It was an Australian woman. Pres- oh, it's all Australia. Presumably in Australia. Okay. Those birds are fucking monsters over there. Yeah. I mean. Except for the ducks. They're lovely. Right. Well, no, that's New Zealand. Damn it. That's New Zealand. <laughs> and, and it's only one duck that we know of, Sam Neill's duck. Yeah. You know, Sam Neill's duck is a lovely creature. You can see it in the tweets. We, we came up with a movie where, the, where Sam Neill's duck eventually rises to the position of world leader. He had a good run. Yeah. For a duck. For a duck. Meanwhile, this rooster has no power. <laughs> Managed to murder. <laughs> down the street. Down the freaking street. Of this murder, there's another bop. I mean, mm-hmm. Actually, I don't even think these are bops. I don't think they're these not, are birds of prey. Like, uh, they're your standard avian yeah. creatures. A rooster's a rooster. Everyone knows a rooster. Magpie yeah. is basically uh, uh, an emo toucan. <laughs> <laughs> are they related to crows? They might be related to crows. I mean, you can give that a Google. Um, but... The magpie, it was considered like the Windsor bomber or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it was during the mating season, so it was all you know, uh, all excited. All it, it, it was it was acting like Master Charles in a public bathroom, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And every time people would go down this road, Windsor Road or something, it would swoop down and attack anything that was happening. I think it was just it was just trying to pull the aggro kind of like male uh, power fantasy and apparently magpies are protected species so uh, 
the animal control officers of Australia had to get like a 40 to one vote to uh, kill this bird because it was literally attacking everybody who would come across. It was like a, it was like, it was a velociraptor with one less kill than that rooster we were talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. They are of the family Corvidae, which mm-hmm. also includes crows, ravens, smartest birds there are. They are one of the most intelligent animals in the world and one of only a few non-mammal species able to recognize itself in a mirror. Really? Yeah. Oh, non-mammal. Non-mammals. Okay. Because I was about to say, I'm pretty sure cats and dogs know what's up. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes I don't recognize myself in a mirror. Does that make me less uh, mammalian? Yes. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) All that. Oh, speaking of... uh, Falls from grace. Elon Musk, he recently hired a private investigator to look into pedo guy. Wait, which pedo guy? Because uh, he Thailand accused... pedo guy. Oh, the accused pedo, but yeah. not an actual pedo. Right. He was really hoping he was an actual <laughs> pedo. <laughs> <laughs> which I kind of understand. Not really. <laughs> but uh, he was really hoping this dude was an actual pedo, hired yeah. a private investigator. Like, I don't know what the defense of that would have been. Mm-hmm. Like, judge, turns out the dude was an actual pedo. <laughs> what? <laughs> Case dismissed, right? <laughs> I don't know what he's going for. Yeah. But uh, there is this rapper who comes in, and she comes up with the world's worst pseudonym for Elon Musk. Yeah, Yeah, it's like Adrian Dust or something. Yeah. (laughs) She posits a future uh, 3030, so Mm -hmm. 1,010 years from now, give or take a year. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's that math happening again. I'm a man. (laughs) Uh, but she posits this universe where Neuralink happens, and she names Neuralink specifically. Yeah. But he calls the person Adrian Dust, the technocrat, and uh, the AI overlords end up uh, killing the technocrat that invented uh, Neuralink. Yep. And she made a rap about it, you know, and like everyone's up in arms about, you know, the, the fictional death of an actual person. Yeah. Which I feel like was much more common before. Yeah, and I think that's like uh, we're we're too sensitive about what's parody and like what's a threat now. But obviously, like thirty thirty. Yeah, like, yeah I, I mean, yeah. Uh, you know who is supposed to be, but it's, she's not gonna. And it's a comment on AI's power and right. like the idea of linking it to brains being silly, right? You know, like right now they're doing it with like. I think just monitoring like pacemaker pace yeah. and stuff like that, really kind of simple mathematics. But mm-hmm. the idea is um, you communicate with the internet at a bandwidth that matches the rate you think mm-hmm. rather than the rate you type. Right. You know, I mean, do we need that? I don't want to be connected to the internet. Me neither. Like, so I can see how like that technology would be helpful for like. Spinal cord injuries or whatever. Like, right. it's, I think it's useful to develop, but I don't. Yeah, I don't want that to be a, like a a thing that everybody does. I don't want to be on social media unwittingly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, can you imagine directly connecting your brain to that crap? Mm-hmm. 
Like, I can barely handle it right now. Like, let me tell you what I don't like about Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty much the same thing I don't like about social media. Like, the more you learn about social media and Hitler, the less you like about social media and Hitler. Mm -hmm. And they were never stellar to begin with. Yeah. Like, social media, the best thing social media had going for it when it first started off was you don't need to go to your high school reunion anymore. (laughs) You know what everyone looks like old. Yeah. (laughs) To pay for this, (laughs) we are now connected to the world's greatest anxiety-inducing machine. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally a point system uh, for for just tension and self-aggrandizement. Yeah. Like, uh, Facebook is experimenting with taking away the the counts, the like counts, like mm-hmm. 30 likes, 20 likes, 2 likes, because it says the platform we have developed ha- has an overall negative effect on mental health, mental well-being. Mm-hmm. Point being, Facebook said that. <laughs> the people perpetrating it not only admit it, they they well, they're really effective though. It, well, it, it's very effective because it worked on the um, the reward pathway. Well, that's the point. That's how they got you addicted to it. That's the point. Is like the big win the internet gave marketers was the ability to measure everything like a direct mail campaign. Social media took our need for self-approval and was like, you know what the best way to get this is? The same way people send junk mail. (laughs) (laughs) And our minds are thus. Yeah. You know, like people are stuck in front of that. Even, even, even people who would never think of themselves being stuck in front of that stuff end up stuck in front of that stuff. They're mm-hmm. posting the selfies of themselves, like trying to look sexy, talking about a salad. Why are you doing that? No one would ever do that pre-social media. <laughs> that never happened. Now is a daily occurrence. It's like, oh, just eating the salad, duck face. Next time on Ian's Cult Kitchen. <laughs> right. <laughs> let's, let's, let's end the podcast talking about how great Ian's Cult Kitchen is going to be. <laughs> we started out tonight with a pre-production meeting. Yeah. We've got an entire list of stuff planned for the first episodes of Ian's Cult Kitchen. It's going to be like a 10-minute video thing. As we, we actually researched how to do this, mm-hmm. and it's more complicated than making a drone bomb. It is. <laughs> that is a great point and also a sad point. I was happy about Ian's Call Kitchen until I realized it would be easier to be a terrorist. <laughs> We're going to develop our special effects skills. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how production goes. I mean, when we did the advertisement for Scott Cast Live, where we built a robot David Melonhead and uh, that was like bang, bang, bang quick. Yeah, I and mean, that's like how I'm feeling. Like these Ian Cole kitchens will get filmed. Yeah, like we'll get better and better at like doing the silly narratives, mm-hmm. better and better at the special effects. And my main point being, after we get like a full season of Ian's Cold Kitchen done, uh, we'll be well on our way to a full feature film Scott cast movie. Hell yeah! I mean, B movie style and budget, but <laughs> <laughs> you know we're. We'll do it. $500. That's right. It'll be available on the nearest VHS store. (laughs) You. Only on VHS. Yeah. Oh, shit. We should do that. (laughs) That would be awesome. 
You know, like the Scott Cast movie. You gotta get a VHS player. Gotta get a VHS. Yeah. You could do that. I mean, we'd Wait. still be filming it on like DSLRs and digital equipment, <laughs> but we'll put it on the VHS. <laughs> you know, we'll force people to watch our 1080p creation on 420i. <laughs> You know, with the with the skipping and the static, it'll be great. Yeah, you know. So, what did we learn today, Ian? Oh, God we learned. Damn. A, we did. We did a good pod. Yeah, we learned that people are crazy, and I think it's the people are crazy. But like as a product of civilization today, rather than really yeah. just the systems that we have around us uh, enable craziness. Enable craziness. So people aren't crazy, is what we. The real news is. Because people could have made drone bombs any given day, yeah. you know, using parts from Amazon and stuff. Like, honestly, if if this is a dark subject, but like, if I wanted to like commit suicide, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure drone bomb is going to be the best way to do it. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. You get to play a <laughs> video game before you die. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, it, it seems very easy to acquire, like a lot less hassle than pretty much any yeah. other means. I mean, there's a lot of ways it could go wrong. It might not be very instantaneous and you might suffer quite a bit. But, but you get to play with a drone. It would be a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah. How many other things involve remote control? <laughs> <laughs> we don't condone this. No, don't do that. Don't do that. So, yeah, uh, our systems are... Such that they make us do crazy things sometimes. They don't make us. They encourage us to do crazy things or be crazy. The crazy route's lubricated pretty heavily. Yeah. It's a slippery slope of crazy we got going on. So speaking of lube, um, it's also okay to do a, do the sexy times in, in a public restroom if you want to. Yeah, you just might have to dodge the As long the as waterworks. you're in a stall and you're not like, you know. Don't bogart at the stall. Yeah. You know, people need to use the restroom. Especially at a steakhouse. <laughs> and um, let's see. And also, um, ScottCast merchandise is way better than Master Charles merchandise. merchandise. Yeah. So go to the ScottCast store and check that stuff out at thescottcast.com. T-H-E scottcast.com. All right. So here we go. I mean, that's the pod. Hell yeah. Why not? Uh, I forgot all the things we do at the end. <laughs> oh, and that's all from the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast, and I bid the adieu. See you later, Scottcastigators. All right. <laughs>